Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. That's hello everybody, welcome along Cricket Badger podcast time and we are at one sleep away. For some people, quite a short sleep because it's an early morning start for us in England. Um, Lucas is in Australia, um, he's um, woken up at 4am to be with us uh, as our neutral guest, so he's shaking his head there, looking very solemn, but welcome along Lucas um, of the uh, Gareth Iron podcasts. Uh, we're, we're streaming to Gareth's YouTube uh, site as well as the Cricket Badger podcast. But as well as that, I'm joined by um, our Indian fan badger tonight, Neil Varani. Neil, hello to you. Good to have you back. Hi, James. Hi, everyone. Looking and then we've to got tomorrow. two English fan badgers. One refuses to show his face. That is Mark Hilton. Um, Mark, are you okay? I'm all good, thank you. Good stuff. And uh, last but not least, up there in the middle, um, on my screen anyway, Phil. Hello, Phil. Hi, James. Thanks for having us back. Well, I've been very lucky. Anybody that's been listening to the Cricket Badger podcast for a while knows that I uh, have every now and again asked for fan badges from different parts of the globe to come on and uh, and be fan badges and uh, talk about all things cricket. Always been very lucky in that the, the uh, fan badges that I've had have been uh, absolutely excellent and put quite a lot of broadcasters to shame and plenty more that will be uh, coming on this as we go through the series. But for today, um, it's us five gents. And uh, let's start with you, Neil, as the, as the Indian representative on here. Um, five test series, which is, um, I think, a first for this. Uh, uh, these two teams in India, always the toughest tour that England and probably most test teams have on their calendar. Um, what's what are your feelings on this? Are you quite confident as an Indian fan? Because I think if I was an Indian fan, I'd be quite confident. Well, I'm not going to go the full pigeon. Um, uh, um, I, I don't think we're just going to. I don't think we're going to roll. Um, this England team 
Um, but I am fairly confident just because I think the uh, the bowling lineup is um, is untried, untested, and you know England have a history of throwing spinners, especially into tests, way too early before they've had a chance to develop their arts, um, and often, unfortunately, often have kind of derailed their their careers um i was going to say you sometimes never to be seen again because they get none for 150 and they're discarded don't they? yeah well there was that poor lad who um only bowled about eight overs against shane watson and uh one of the ashes about 10 years ago and uh uh got hauled out of the attack in the game and yeah never heard from him again um i mean from what i've heard uh these lads have got uh got a bit bit about them mentally so I don't think anyone's going to um, suffer quite the fate that uh, poor Don Best did um, when uh, when he came out last tour um, and really got taken apart. I also don't think, apart from Rohits, there's anyone in our team who can really do it with the same ferocity to a young spinner in the way that Rishabh Pant did. I was so- going to ask you that. Because there's this kind of perception, I think, in kind of global cricket circles that India is the nation of spin, has the spin bowlers, but can also play spin well. I don't think that's necessarily that true. I think India have been undone by good spin in the past as well. They they have. And it'll bring me on to uh, another favourite topic, which is the lottery pitch. Well, you know, if India have made pitches very, very difficult for batting over the last five years. I don't think there's any doubt in that. You look at the averages of excellent players um, like Kohli, Pajara, Rahane, and they have dropped significantly. However, it's a hell of a lottery if you're winning 37 out of 46 and only losing three. They've just gone extremely hard in favour of the home team because they think that Indian players can play spin better not necessarily well, because these pitches are going to find you out eventually, unless you're Rohit, who just seems superhuman uh, on yeah. these pitches. But they, they can play them better. It's like what Faf Duplessis used to do. And you know, he's admitted, he told groundsmen in South Africa, make the pitches really spicy, have them, you know, going into the body all the time, because we're going to be tougher. You don't have to be the best. You know, you don't have to be the fastest man in the world. You just got to be faster than the other guy if you're getting chased by a lion. Mm. Um, and that's what that's what the Indian groundsmen have done. And, you know, it's pretty pretty extreme. And I think to a certain extent, other teams maybe would start uh, doing more. We haven't seen it as much in England, because, um, although under McCullum they've tended towards flat pitches because they have a more destructive batting lineup than anyone else. Australia tends to be. Well, I, I don't think the groundsmen at the various um, uh, associations take any heed from Cricket Australia, but um, but that Gabba pitch last year, I mean, that that was one that was extreme and it was a case that the Australian batters, uh, Travis Head particularly, could handle it so much better than uh, than the Saffirs. And I think that's what home advantage is. Um, I mean, one thing is that the WTC has made every result count so we are getting more and more result pitches and i think that actually counts more than um the talk that players techniques have have gone last question to you before i move around the gang um the uh, i 
was it two years ago we last went to India? England went last went to India, and yeah. there was one pitch where it was breaking through the surface. Everybody was banging on about the pitches being dreadful because it was popping through the surface on day one. Rohit Sharma came out, smashed a very quick 50 or 100 or something, and basically took the game away from England. He is a different beast, isn't it, when it comes to pitches like that? But can we expect more of the same? Will the Indian curators have been told, make these pitches turn and let's get let's get out England because they can't play spin. They'll have been told to make turning pitches. Um, that uh, that test that you're talking about, um, because I I remember Coley got uh, got out for a duck. I think it's where he where the umpires reviewed him getting bowled by Moen on on day <laughs> one. That was Chennai second test, and you know living in England, people were going nuts about that pitch. Well, Rohit Sharma scored 160. The Indian number eight scored a century on day four. At, at some level, that pitch is uh, is playable if you apply yourself and don't lose your mind. Um, I've got a funny feeling, Neil. We might have more talk about pitches as we go through the next few weeks. I, I, but, uh, I, th- I don't think it's going to be as bad as last time. Um, no, I think okay. I, th- I think last time, in fact, the, <laughs> the worst pitch uh, in term uh, in a certain sense was the first Chennai pitch because that was toss dependent because it broke up after day three by which time um roots and sibley possibly um root got double did sibley get 80 odd and you'd put on 500 sibley feels like a a generation ago now doesn't he (laughs) he he was um traditional let's say Mm. but what what i will say about the um uh the stokes mccullum england is I don't think you're going to get whinging coming from them. Media and fans, yeah, possibly, but I don't think the team is gonna is gonna complain um, as much either directly or through their friends in in the media because they they seem to be quite phlegmatic about this sort of thing. Um, and I think Ben Stokes will see it as a challenge to trying to find a way that he can take this group of players and. And compete. Let's move across to Lucas then, seeing as he got up at 4am to uh, to join us on this uh, podcast. Um, Lucas, as the neutral um, on here, I mean, I was going to bill you as the voice of reason, but I have worked with you before. It's going to be interesting, this. I mean, from a, a neutral standpoint, we both love Test Cricket. We've talked about that on this podcast before. Um, but this is a um, one of the flagship series, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, the Ashes, England against India, India against Australia. I mean, it is the big three. Um, but... Uh, this is a series to be that's um, mouth watering, isn't it? Potentially. Well, for me, uh, <clears throat> so for me, it's a very exciting series. It's one of the, as you said, flagship flagship series on the Test calendar. Um, I know there's another Test match going on in Australia right now. That's probably less interested. Probably the Australia Australia's own fans are probably less interested and more interested in the Indian England series um, than their own. Um, but for me, I'm I'm very excited for this series. Um, when it comes to pitches, India, uh, how will England, how will the baseball do in India? Just going back um, to the pitches, this recent test series against India for Australia, when Australia played in India, the pitches were not that bad. Um, the only pitch I had a problem was with the, was the fifth test because India needed a draw to win the series and they made the most flattest, world's flattest pitch, like they got it from Pakistan. Um, there was no chance of a result. You know, like Kevin Green made 100 Virat Kohli, I think, made 100 in that test match. Travis Head made a 90 as an opener in that test match. So I think in that series, the pitches are actually pretty pretty well good. And I somewhat agree with how India perform on their on their pitches. I don't think India perform 
Uh, obviously, I think India performed good, better than what foreign uh, countries do uh, on Indian pitches. But I don't think they play like light, lights out on those pitches. Um, you might get the one individual performance. I remember in that series, the the main guy for Australia that they couldn't get out was Axel Patel, who went nuts in that series with the bat. Just couldn't get him out. We we had chances to win that win that series possibly, um, but we could not get that man out. Um, so I don't think the pitches were were that ranked turnish or minefield, whatever you want to call it. And I think the same for England. I think they, I think there'll be similar pitches. I don't think. No, I'm well aware of the Hyderabad test where it went for three days, where Joe Root picked up a, a five five wicket haul. I don't think we'll see that this series. Uh, I think we'll see more calmer pitches. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna be ranked turners or minefields, but I, I'm. I'm very keen to see what England do in this series with their, its approach. We know what they did in the Ashes. Um, the first ball of the series was at Crawley. If, if we'll see someone, you know, just go outside the crease, charge down the wicket to, to spin uh, to what Pakistan did to New Zealand. Uh, I think that was last year as well um, in their uh, flat roads in Pakistan and um, where they just charged at spinners. So that'd be very interesting to see if, that, if England actually do that. Uh, I know me and you, James, talked about... Um, the intent of baseball after the first test where they've probably got to tweak it, just tweak the system a little bit um, and not be so uh, chaotic, um, which I think England did after that second test. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if England take that same approach. If they say, you know what, we still want to play baseball, but we're going to tweak the system a little bit to uh, to try to get the best possible results. Now, having said that with the coin toss, I think Australia won the th- three coin tosses in that series. In India, and I think they lost two of those test matches, mm. um, especially I think Test One, uh, where they won their toss. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm predicting a similar kind of pitches. I don't think there'll be any any day three, day two kind of result. I think we'll get similar pitches we saw in the Australian series. Um, just, I think just, in, in terms of world cricket, I I don't think there's anything wrong, Lucas, in playing to your strengths as a host nation. You know, the the reason it's hard to win away, particularly against the strong teams like India and Australia, is because those teams serve up pitches that suit themselves playing at home. They've grown up on those kind of tracks and they are yeah. used to it. And it's that it kind of alien conditions for the visiting sides. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, is there? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And it, it's just that the home nation performs better on those pitches. Um, Neil, brought, Neil brought up the Brisbane Test match. And it looks like this Brisbane Test match will be... Um, same kind of pitch that yet they haven't mowed it, but it's going to be a green top. But in the Sheffield Shield, these players play on green tops now. So, of course, they're going to be better in these conditions. And I've said for a very long time, I'm surprised Australia don't use the same tactic uh, everywhere around, uh, everywhere else around Australia where they just pick green tops because their players are used to it. Players like Manus Lubbershane, Kawaja, they actually play a lot of Sheffield Shield cricket. And when the green tops arrive, um, when green tops are made in Sheffield Shield games, they play on it. So they're used to it. Um, and I think that's the same in, same with India. You know, growing up, they play spend-friendly pitches. You know, Australia, England, um, New Zealand, you know, that, that, that's that's complete alien to them. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think preparation is a huge, huge key. Uh, I know Australia don't like to use warm-up matches, especially uh, in Ashes series. Um, they just prefer to do their own thing. Um, so to each their own when it comes to preparation. But I think the more more practice you you have on these pitches, the better you will be. Just like when Australia, you know, produce green tops and everyone else falls it completely apart. Uh, same with India, when it's spicy pitches, everyone falls apart. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think you've got to get better in those conditions with practice. 
badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. Deepak, thank you for your message. I'll come back to that in a in a few minutes' time, Deepak, because I'm going to bring my English fan badges. They've been waiting patiently at the top of my screen there, Phil and Mark, and come to you two in terms of your um, thought process in this. I asked Neil if he was confident as an Indian fan. Um, Phil, start with you. Are you confident as an England fan? I'm pretty confident that in- England will not win this ash- win this series if <laughs> if if that's not it. Uh, on paper, and obviously cricket isn't played on paper, we are outgunned with bat and ball. We're in conditions that we don't thrive in. We don't appear to have, uh, well, we've decided to go and prepare in Dubai, as far as I understand it, rather than preparing in India, um, which uh, I would suggest is an error. Uh, I know that Stokes has come out and, and um said that three days is enough. But if I was going to bat in India for five days or three days, I'd want to get out there and get used to the heat, humidity. I was going to say, it's not, it's not just the, the pitches and the playing, is it? It's the, it's the culture, it's the vibe, it's, the, it's getting into that nation and, and getting your feet under the table so you feel comfortable when that first day comes around. You know, you spend um, 12 days or 10 days or whatever it is uh, in a nice hotel in Abu Dhabi. That's not really preparation for an Indian test tour, is it? I I wouldn't have said so. I mean, the world has changed. It's it's got smaller. You can fly in and out of places. Um, I have to say, I'm astonished at the idea of three days preparation. It, I there will be a logic to it. It perhaps will become apparent at some point. I I I, I can't for the life of me work out what it is. Uh, it, for me, England need to be out there experiencing everything to acclimatise to it because it's it's going to hit them at four o'clock our time or five o'clock our time. Um, Indian cricket is going to hit us uh, like a car going into a brick wall. Uh, and we are, you know, we're going to need to stand up and be counted. And, and Neil was rightly pointed out that this is a team with, you know, clearly it's got some uh, mental strengths to it. it. It's demonstrated in this sort of basball era that it, um, that it can compete, and many of us, including myself, have doubted the approach. And several times we've been proved wrong. But we've we've had a chastening experience in the last few months in English cricket generally, and we could have given ourselves every opportunity to go out and prepare ourselves. And the worst, the worst of it is if we if we're batting tomorrow mo- uh, morning, we're suddenly two or three down for not many. The first criticism that will be made is, well, why are we not out there prepared for it? They've just, they've, they've handed over a stick to be beaten with, immediately, um, and uh, they will be beaten with it. 
you, you've depressed me entirely, Phil. There, um, I've invited you on here to try and build me up. Am I back in now? Get me motivated, but uh, they're certainly not going to be playing that out in the dressing room. Mark well, Hilton, we've got we've got a puncher's chance. We've got a puncher's chance. Mark Hilton, you've been waiting patiently in the top right of my screen. There's not often I turn to you for some kind of motivation, but help me out here because Phil's just basically thoroughly depressed me. We've got there's got to be some kind of chance, isn't there? Um, yeah, I think there's some kind of chance. I kind of disagree a little bit with Phil's logic about the preparation. England prepared in the same way and they, before they went to Pakistan and won 3 0. Last India tour, they were in India for quite a while and got, got hammered. So I think preparation these days is variable. It's up and down across the globe. Um, so I'm not too concerned about that. I think England England can win, but they, I mean, there are certain variables that have to fall into place. The batting has to come off, obviously, big style, if they've got a chance. And they have to retain a positive approach, I think, um, on these pitches. There's no point in playing within your shell if you are playing against three spinners on a turning pitch. You may as well try and selectively um, get into the spinner's spin bowler's mind rather than the spin bowler bowling to, to you. And I think, therefore, the, the baseball philosophy as long as it's tapered a little bit, uh, which it has been. It did get tapered a little bit in the Australia series, to be fair. It might come in handy over in Australia, uh, over in India. So I think for England to have a chance, the batting has to really perform well. Because I think if you look at the bowling, um, comparing it to India's, then there's no comparison, obviously. But for England to win, the batting has to perform well, but India have to underperform substantially with the ball. Those are two big ifs because if you look at India, in, India, England's bowling, you've got Tom Hartley, who has a Lancaster, and I can safely say he's not even the best spinner at Lancashire. He's playing in the first Test match. Um, you've got Rian Ahmed, and being a wrist spinner in India is never easy unless you're Anil Kumble. You could go the distance, and then you've got Leach coming back from an injury. He hasn't played cricket competitively since the end of last May. It's asking it's a huge task, and therefore England have to score big runs. If they score big runs, then as Neil pointed out before, India themselves aren't the greatest players of spin, they're just better players of spin than England or other sides in those conditions. But then you are hoping that Leach or Hartley or Ahmed can have some golden spells. So England have got a chance. But the stars have to align for them. If they win a test match and draw a test match, then I think they will consider that a success. They lose 3 1, in my opinion. You mentioned um, kind of watering down Buzzball a little bit. I saw Joe, um, Johnny Burstow did an interview uh, maybe a week, 10 days ago, where he was saying exactly that that you, know, you can't go gung ho. You've got to read the conditions. You might have to just kind of ease back a little bit. They will be um, positive. But maybe kind of the bravado we saw. One of the tests against Australia, one of the first two tests against Australia, when they got basically about eight of them hooked down to deep square and they yeah, all got out. Yeah. And it was absolutely just ridiculous, wasn't it? I, I think the kind of basketball's maybe growing up a little bit, Mark. Would you agree? Yeah, I think after the Lord's test, you saw a difference in approach uh, to the batting. And it wasn't just a kind of one dimensional kind of approach, they, they were far more selective. And, you know, when you're playing spin bowling, you've got to be selective. You've got to know. You've got to know when to attack and when to defend. You've got to know 
to a certain degree, you've got to be able to read what the bowler's going to bowl. That's what Kevin Peterson was Kevin Peterson was talking about actually in an interview the other day in the Times that he could actually pick from you know with the bowler's starting position a lot of the time what they were going to bowl. So in that innings, that fabulous innings, I think can't remember when when we England last won there. He said a lot of the time he was he, 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 that was just about him picking the bowlers and that was his skill. Was that twenty fourteen? Huh? Was that 2014, Neil, when that Andrew Strauss team? 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. 2012, yeah. So it's a long yeah, time ago. It's a long time. But we're not all Kevin Peterson, are we? We haven't all got that skill. So. And it's a but different Joe game Root now. Has. Joe Root certainly has got the ability. Bairstow's got the ability when he when he puts his mind to it. Pope certainly got it. So, they, you know, England have got a good engine room. Um, so there is hope for England. There is definite hope in the batting if he can get big runs on these pitches and put India under pressure, but that is their only hope. The trouble with that, Phil, as well, is that with with three spinners who were, as Mark just kind of alluded to there, Jack Leach coming back, um, and then we're blooding Tom Hartley. We're still finding out about Rian Ahmed. He's a prodigious talent, potentially, but he's still very young. Mm. When you've got three spinners like that, um, you need runs on the board because they, they, they're not going to be able to bowl if you're out for 180, are they? they they're going to need some protection and need some fields that are actually giving them a chance. Um, you know, some big runs on the board at least lets them maybe drive the game a little bit. Yeah, I would, for, for me, three three spinners plus root is, I, 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 I think it's, it's a sign that England, well, England can't trust them. They're unproven at the moment. Two of them are brand new. And one of them's coming back from an in, an injury and with a good record, but not not a startling record. And Root, with the best will in the world, is you know he's he's certainly going to be your your fifth or sixth bowler. So, um, in England have already demonstrated by the sheer number of spinners they've slung in to this lineup that they don't really trust them. They've, they've thrown them in on the basis that they're hoping two will come off. Derek Pringle, I think it was. Yeah, um, I saw that. Tweeted earlier that if you if you've got good spinners, you don't need four of them. Because, yeah, exactly. If you had yeah. if you had Warren or Murley, you, you you wouldn't need to then have three spinners behind him. You might have one to share the workload. I can understand two, particularly if you've got Root in the background. But having three means you think that you know, at, at, at least one of them, if not two of them, is not going to come off. So and 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 to be honest, success for these boys in in India in this test might well look. It's, it might look slightly different. Mark rightly says that if we if we get a couple of results, we've probably had a good test series. Hartley and Ahmed will be coming into this with their with their heads spinning. I'd imagine Com- coming into a, a pressure cooker situation with no uh, red ball form as such to call upon, and now being asked to lead the attack. One of them might be taking the new ball tomorrow for we know. Yeah, um, and it's. Uh, it, it's a real challenge that the fields. I'm glad folks is. I'm glad folks is playing. We need our top gloveman to just eke every little percentage out of these bowlers to give them every chance they can have. And I know we'll be pilloried when folks drops one, but for me, it gives you your best opportunity. Your, your best wicket keeper gets the best out of your bowlers. Particularly, would you see what Ben Stokes said about him, Phil? He said that you know he's he's the sort of player that can take one of those two or three percent chances. And they can keep you in games or win games. Yeah, they just you, fire you up. They fire yeah. you up. Do you remember that catch that uh, Stokes himself took? That absolute worldie out in the deep, and mm. you just saw the crowd go. You saw the team go. The commentary go. Uh, they they can really lift you in moments. And and India is a 
grind for teams. If you're staring down the barrel of four, five, six hundred runs, sometimes you need something to lift you. And and um, players with that with that extra special little touch, Stokes in particular, folks. I think Wood is going to have to be one of those as well. Woods Woods going to have to have an app. And a, a stonking series to be the uh, only. Is, if that's where we're going, Wood has to take two or three wickets and in innings for five tests. And to be honest, we'll be lucky if we get back-to-back test matches out of him. Usually, yeah, they, they won't play him in all five. But the, I mean, it was I think it was 1962, 1963 or something. The last time England went into a test with um, just one pace bowler um, and the rest being spin. I mean, Mark, the, the worry for, for England would be, I mean, you've got Ben Stokes, who has been on one leg for seemingly about five years. We don't know if he can bowl at all yet. I don't think there's been anything to confirm whether he's bowling or not. But judging by the journalists at the ground, they've not seen him practicing bowling. You've got Mark Woods, who is a little bit fragile, who has been in the past. If you're asking him to bowl um, the only fast spells of the, of the test, then... You know, if he does get anything out of the track and then they ask him to bowl another couple of overs or another couple of spells, he's going to be absolutely knackered. It's going to be hot. It scares me a little bit. We could be going into the second test match without the skipper and without Mark Wood because they could they could break down, Mark. Yeah, I mean, Wood's obviously got a history, hasn't he? He's made a class and, um, you know, he's predominantly a fast bowler, so you don't want him, you don't want him bowling long spells. So you can't imagine him bowling spells of more than four overs. I mean, it's... Down to the, I mean, it shows you how important an all-rounder is in England's side. Obviously, Stokes is not going to bowl. They've not brought Liam Dawson. If they'd have brought Liam Dawson, he could have batted at seven. I know we've had the debate about folks, but, you know, Bairstow could have batted at five and they could have played two seamers, which would have given them a guarantee because you are actually going in with, you know, three guys who've hardly played any first-class cricket if you take Leeds has not, been, not played for nearly a year. Doesn't it surprise well, you, Mark? Because when I when I was asked the other day to pick my team, I was this I think exactly the same top eight. Uh, Jack Leach in as a spinner, Rian Ahmed was at number eight, and Joe Root was going to be the third spinner, which allowed you to play either a Jimmy Anderson or an Ollie Robinson to give you an extra paceman. Does it surprise you that they've gone with three frontline spinners? It doesn't surprise me because Indy going with three three frontline spinners in home tests and um Yeah, but they've got spinners. Australia- yeah, Australia spinners. also went. The, the 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 theory is that Australia went into a Test match last year with the two young spinners and Lyon and Mitchell Stark was the only pace bowler, and they won yeah. the Test match. Uh, the, the uh, so they kind of they're using the model from Australia as well. Yeah, the I difference there they... though, Mark, is um, India have got probably the best all rounder in the world to make up the fifth of those yeah. bowlers and Australia and had England, Cam Green that's what England England, England don't have a uh, I, I wouldn't call Root uh, on a Cam Green level let alone a, uh, no. um, that's, a that's, the, level. that's the that's risk why the, that's the risk and that's why they should have picked Dawson in the squad and, you know it, they didn't even approach him I know all the stuff about franchise but you know Stokes um, Key came out and said well we didn't even ask him so he wasn't even he wasn't even asked and therefore, the balance of the size is, is disrupted. And you've got a guy, Tom Hartley, who's got 40 first-class wickets in 20 games at an average of nearly 40. You've got Rian Amid that's got less than that with an average of nearly 50. And then you've got Jack Leach. And, you know, they're picking 
partly because he's similar to Ax Patel in that he's tall and he can apparently, you know, he can, if the ball doesn't turn, they go straight on, he can get bounce. Well, I've watched Tom Hartley a lot and he's, like I say, he's not even the best spin bowler at Lancashire. So we will see how they go. I hope he gets lots of wickets because he's a Lancastrian. But, but it just shows the, the paucity of England's options in terms of spin, obviously, as well. It so, also points to the seam issues as well, because if we had another seamer that could thrive in these conditions... Well, we Jimmy Anderson thrives in these conditions. He's bowled well in India on numerous occasions. Bowled well in the last test series. Uh, you know, what's the point of taking him? He says he's been training all winter. He's got a new run-up. What's the point of taking him to injury if, you, if you're dubious about playing him in the first test match? The, the well, thing that no, Jimmy Anderson can give you is is 20 overs, one for 30 or something, and be... He's controlled, doesn't he? And he never yeah, gets... Exactly. He's got his, his injury record over the years has been has got better, and he's got apparently he's got a new run-up, and he was itching to try that out. So there's back-to-back test matches. I'm sure Anderson will play next week. We've also got Robinson there. I mean, yeah. England's balance is all is wrong isn't it they haven't taken an all-rounder and now they're suffering and that's it you are listening to the cricket badger podcast we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm going to come to you, Lucas, because you just mentioned the Aussies there and how they approached India. Just before I do that, just wondering if the um, showy um, Bashir stuff, which we're not going to get into because I've honestly tied out about it yesterday on Twitter, but um, I just wondered if he might have dodged a bullet with uh, missing this first test, show Bashir. But uh, how, how do you see England's team, Lucas, as a neutral? Three spinners, um, Ben Stokes probably not going to be able to bowl, just the one seamer in Mark Wood. Is that going to be anywhere near good enough, do you think? I think I think they're... Co- Interesting. I think they're copying Australia's model of how of how they did it. The first Test match when Australia played, um, Cummins took a bit of a pasting. Um, not to bash Cummins because I'm not going to do that on the show. I've done that enough. But yeah, yeah, done that on every other one. Um, Cummins took a bit of a pasting, but Scott Boland's in that first Test match was actually pretty good. Surprisingly, very good. Um, it was very nice and tidy, and I, and I was surprised that James Anderson. Um, wasn't picked in this test match. Um, I can understand why they picked uh, Mark Wood, um, the same reason why I thought Lance Morris uh, should have played in, in that series, in the Indian series. A quick penetrating bowler that might penetrate pitches, that might give problems to top orders, and most likely he's only probably going to have two, three overs of, of one spell, you know, if that, um, because England might open with a with a spin bowler. If you think, Lucas, um, so, that Mark Wood used to ride an imaginary horse around the outfield because he used mm, to get bored of fielding, he's going to have mm, a lot of fielding to do, a lot of watching spin bowlers bowl, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling unless he completely ruins India's stop order, I think um, he's probably only going to bowl probably six, seven overs a day, if that. So I, I think not having a second seam is, is pretty strange to me. Um, okay, yes, they don't have a luxury Cam Green. Um, ben Stokes has had knee problems, uh, as you mentioned, James, for the last four or five years. And, uh, if not to take wickets, someone can just contain 
just contain two, three overs. And I don't, England, unless Ben Stokes is, is going to bowl, which I highly doubt, he probably going to have to do that by himself. And the danger, um, Lucas, is that Ben Stokes the, might Ben Stokes might bowl because basically everything goes a little bit wrong. Rohit Sharma's yeah. three hundred and thirty not out. India got five hundred and eighty on the board. Nothing else is working. So Ben Stokes thinks I'm going to have an eight over magic spell, but I'm not fit for it. And then again, the, the, you know, he ends up in an Indian hospital for the rest of the tour. It's, it's, I can see that happening. He's that kind of character. He, he won't. Yeah. He's not the sort of person that won't take a challenge on, even if his body's not ready for it. No, well, that, that's that's which I was surprised he didn't bowl more often in the Ashes. So that that was a little bit surprising. I thought he would he would do that, as you mentioned. He's he, he's you know he wears his heart in his sleeve. He's a very passionate person. Um, I think if it was up to him, he'd like to do it all by himself. Which I've got no problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially with the ball, especially with the bat. I know that all too well. But the luxury that Australia had had it with their spinners uh, was Nathan Lyon. Uh, I don't see a Nathan Lyon in this England team. If, if if Nathan Lyon was available for England, he'd be picked straight away. He'd be the first spinner they'd pick. Um, now, mind you, Nathan Lyon in that Test series against India wasn't lights out. He was he was good. He bowled long spells. He bowled 20, 20 overs in a day, like we saw in the uh, the second Test match on day one, where he took four wickets. Absolutely ridiculous. Where he bowled all day. So, uh, and then they used Todd Murphy. Todd Murphy was very good in the first Test match. Uh, if you can remember, Neil, very good. Then they figured him out. And then it was pretty bang on average between test two and four. Uh, and I think kind of tilted the, the favour in India's way because they, f- they figured out a win. I think the new spinners um, of England, I think they might trouble India for the first test and then they'll figure out a way to negate him like they did with Todd Murphy. I remember Stephen O'Keefe took a five-week haul in that first test uh, at I think, what year was that, Neil, if you can help me here? That uh, was 2017. That was the, yeah, 20- the, the angry series. Yes, and then uh, Stephen O'Keefe is pretty, again, pretty average uh, for the rest of that series. Um, he, didn't take a five- he's a better spinner than Murphy or yeah. anyone that England have yeah. got out there, including Leach. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think India are very good at problem solving when it comes to uh, these new spinners up against them. So I think I think the new England spinners will do well in the first test. And then I think they'll get figured out in the second, third and fourth test. I think Jack Leach has to take a 20-wicket series if England are any kind of hope. I don't I don't think Jack Leach is that bowler with all due respect to Jack Leach. Jack Leach, I think he's I think he's done a, a good job for England uh, in past, but he's not he's not a wicket taker. He, so he might I think, be that container that you mentioned, Lucas. Yeah, he might he, he might be that he container. Might be that. Yeah. And if one of the other two yep. can come in and, and if they yep. fly, then Well, they did yeah, fly. yeah, sorry. Yeah, they, they did that they did that in the first test. Um, you know, Lyon, you know, Todd Murphy was the wicket taker in that first test, not Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon you know, held up one end, you know, over and over and over and over again. Well, um Todd Murphy took wickets. Um so if Jack if when it comes to these conditions, if you can't take wickets, the next best thing is to contain. Hold up one end and frustrate the hell out of India. And this is where I, 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 I'm strange why Jimmy Anderson did not play because that's what Jimmy Anderson can do to a tee, especially in India. Now, I know fast bowlers don't really do well in India, but James Anderson's record in India is very, very good. Probably one of the better pacemen are going around in, in India, statistically rise. So I found, I found that extremely strange that Jimmy Anderson did not play, but I, I, I get why Mark would play, and I think I, he had to is, play. Is Jimmy or one of the two, Rehan or, or, or Tom Hartley, that, 
that's really the the difficulty isn't it is why england have assessed the situation and taken the view that hartley or ahmed represents more of a benefit than anderson either they've seen something or or um they're saving him to rotate with wood it might just be one in one out and the th- and the spin the i say three spinners but four with root are going to do 80 overs a day for for the rest of this series going to come to Neil um, just finally on on the team then we're going to have a bit of a quick fire kind of round robin um, thing to finish off this podcast Neil looking at that England side you're going to go to bed tonight in a cold sweat aren't you I mean that, that's got Not- to scare you that that spinning trio um, that England are throwing at, in, at India is going to really scare you uh, obviously Joe Root as well What's what's the um, next one up from a quadruplet or whatever? Um, the um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not quite the seventies India, are they? Rohit's uh, not going to be um, having a sleepless night tonight, is he? No, but uh, you know he'll do his usual thing. You'll get caught for one hundred and seventy down at uh, down at long leg, going for yet another six. <laughs> I bet I bet most people wish they could be caught at 100, on one hundred and seventy every year. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm confused by by the selection i think it's interesting i think it's it's very on brand um but uh, as as i said um india when they uh pick three sp- spinners it's not with just one seamer um it's because they have the luxury of the best all-rounder a guy who can bat five or six uh and averages you know in the last five years sort of 45 to to and he's 50 not- He's not a bad fielder, is he? Ah, he's uh, he's all right. Um, pretty much uh, all, all the facets. What's the uh, what's the thing the selectors uh, like to say? Three uh, D cricketer. Um, Australia. Um, I don't think he's quite that level yet. But when they went three spinners, they did have Cam Green if they needed to come back to another uh, seam option. Um, England don't. And it's also not a case that the spinners are so good that you can't leave them out. Uh, you've got uh, one guy on debut, got one guy in his second test. Jack Leach, I, I would say, you know, I'm assuming fitness is all fine. Obviously, he's had the massive injury. He's managing Crohn's, uh, I believe. Um, so, but we can assume that uh, the fitness is okay, and he's someone I think you can rely on. Um, as as a workhorse, um, and then you got Mark Wood, who can't pick up the slack if um, one or both the young guys go badly. Mm. They haven't got anywhere to turn, so I think they need to bowl out India both innings, you know, like fifty overs. Otherwise, you're either going to break Mark Wood's body, or you're going to break Ahmed and Hartley's spirit. And you know whether they can come back on a long, long tour is um, is something that's well, quite quite a worry. Yeah, you know, in, in a way, the the Brooks situation. We wish him and Vera all the best. Made things a little bit simpler because they didn't have to argue about um, for both teams. That wasn't it. Yeah, well, a little bit. I don't think for India it worked out quite quite as well. But there, there was the political situation that um, they should be dropping um, their vice captain, who was an absolute shambles on the last tour, and 
hasn't really demonstrated a uh, improvement in uh, in facing spin. So that's sorted uh, that part. But yeah, they haven't. Sorry for people the watching. Who, the Indian vice captain? Not the Indian vice captain. The English vice captain. Oli ah, should get dropped. Because... Yeah. Oh no, the Indian vice captain's Bumrah. Who should yeah. uh, who should be wrapped in cotton wool and ice baths between each Love test? Should play everything. Do you, see, um, do you see him today saying that Test cricket is still the um, the, the best thing ever? He's, I, I, I love it when you see a big player like Virat or Jasprit Bumrah come out and say that Test cricket is the pinnacle. The, look, the, the young guys believe that as well. When Nasser did his um, his program around Mumbai what, five, six, seven years ago, mm. uh, he spoke to Shreyas Iyer at the time. Same thing said. You, you speak to Jaiswell. You know, people that um, will talk about him uh, being picked on the base of the IPL because that's all they know. He's he's played a load of Ranji games and has scored. I think the youngest guy to ever score a double hundred in um, in Indian domestic cricket. He's got he made, he made his name with a massive score in, in the age groups as well, didn't he? He's, he's been yeah. around. Yeah, he's he done that before he went to the under-19s yeah. and ripped up there. Test cricket is still the biggest thing, whatever the bright lights of the IPL, to the very best players. Um, and I'd probably say that around the world. If you don't have the financial pressures that you get in some countries like the West Indies, where you have to make that choice based on the money, then the very best players want to test themselves at the hardest stage, which is, Test cricket, um, but yeah, England have gone into this with a bowling attack which can't afford to fail, and they don't have a backup within the yeah. team. Uh, whatever Joe Root uh, did in uh, in Umdabad. so I think it's hugely high risk, which is interesting because I think England have to take risks to get any kind of result. But this seems a very big one, very early into a long tour. I said to somebody the other day that it was a brave decision. Anybody that used to watch Yes, Prime Minister, whenever Sir Humphrey Appleby used to tell the uh, the Prime Minister, that's a very brave call, Prime Minister. He used to go brave and go white and then change his mind because brave meant um, reckless or or probably lose, you're going to lose your vote. Uh, for McCullum, it's going to be um, McCullum um, stroke Stokes. It's either brave or it's uh, going to lead to disaster, isn't it? It's going to be um, interesting to see how it goes. and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's zip around the group then. We'll take in turns with this. Who is going to um, score mm. the most runs in this series? Let's start with you, Neil. Uh, Rohit. I thought uh, Virat is back to his best. Anyone who watched the South Africa hmm. games uh, and actually watched his innings could see that he was unbelievable. But Rohit, since he moved to open, um, around the world he's been excellent, but in India he is an absolute beast. Um, it, it's scary. 
And what about you, Mark? Where, where are you going to go for the most runs in this series, Mark Hilton? I'm going to, well, I'm going to go for it. Well, I'm going to take an English perspective. So I think Joe Root will get, get uh, a lot of runs. So I'm hoping that Joe Root can be the top scorer. Always always seems to do well in India. Very good player spin. Obviously, Joe Root plays it so late and deep in his crease. And um, Phil, most runs in this series will go to? Uh, we'll go to Rohit. But for a minute, I'd agree with Mark as well. In terms of England, I think they're the two prime candidates. What about you, Lucas? I think Rohit's a safe job, safe option, but I wouldn't be surprised if Patel's up there, like in the Australian series, where we just we just mm. couldn't get him out. We tried absolutely everything, uh, and he was one of the main. Re- if we could get him out early, we probably would have won that series. Um, but he was just a complete menace. So uh, the safe options for Rohit, but I wouldn't be surprised if Patel's up there. So uh, I think one of those two. But I'll go with Rohit. I'm going to, go, I'm going to stick with the same person I picked on a podcast the other day. Um, I just love Shubman Gill. I think it, he could easily have a Rolls Royce of a series and just kind of really come of age. I mean, he's already done that to, to a large degree, hasn't he? But he's batting a number three, so we don't necessarily face any of the Mark Woodovers. And then he'll just come on and milk the spin. So I think Shubman Gill could have a very big series this time. Has that been confirmed? Um, he's going to stay at three. Um, from what I gather, um, Jace Full and yeah. Rowett to open and Shubman at three. Yeah, I was, I was half wondering whether, whether because he seems like the natural successor to Coley as the stroke maker. So, um, I wondered with Coley dropping out whether they'd move KL up to to three, okay. who's in a hot streak. If if KL was batting at four or five then he's a wild card for most runs because he could be coming up against some very disillusioned, tired England bowlers. And he's an, he's been exceptional with the bat for a number of years now. Um, for most wickets, I'll go first. It's going to be one of the three Indian spinners, I think. Um, Ashwin um, is the premier one. He's going to take my... Uh, take my pick but I think um, actually Patel is probably going to play so is um, um, Jadeja as well it could be any of those three really but I think Ashwin is the one that England most fear and uh, will probably take the most wickets what about you Phil? I I mean I think Jadeja will of those three spinners um, I've, I've got a sneaky is Siraj playing uh, yeah. so I've not looked at it yet uh, for some reason he, he's haunting me at the moment I, I fear but it, there's there's something about him that's gonna um I watched him bowl a while ago and he, he just is such a pain in the ass he's just he's a fantastic competitor and I do fear that he's going to cause some serious problems but uh, if I was putting money anywhere I'd say Jadeja um or very optimistically Ahmed to grab a bag for for England I, re- I reckon Ryan could have his moments in this series but I don't yeah. whether he can sustain it Enough to actually really he's, make. He's got to have a good. Impact. He's got to have yeah. a good start. If he gets tonked, then we it could be a long, painful series, and he might not finish it. But if he has a good start, then I I I think he's likely to be England. He's the best. Sorry, no, he is England's best prospect for wickets. What about you, Lucas, for the wickets? Jadeja, uh, I think he'll take 20, 25 wickets. Uh, I would say Patel, but um, Patel. Patel didn't actually bowl much in that Australian series, uh, mainly because J- Jadeja was open, was was the you know first choice of spinner over Patel. He did a lot of damage in that series, Jadeja, um, and I think he'll he'll take a, a bag of wickets um, in this in this series. What what hasn't been said? I'll just add this sort of one little just just quickly here. 
India's seamers do a lot better than opposition seamers in India, especially Shemi uh, gets the ball swinging. I noticed, um, you know, when opposition seamers come, they're nowhere near as effective for some weird reason. And I think literally when India, uh, they, they have the capability of, of getting top order batsmen out where seamers, opposition seamers struggle. And I think that also goes a long way in winning a series in India. Absolutely. And uh, Mark, what about you, most wickets? Ashwin, and still. Yeah, yeah. So, if they, I mean, I can see with Jadeja because it goes straight on, but I still think Ashwin will get. I think Ashwin will have a very good series and he will get the most wickets. You could see a few of those England batters because there's a few that are going to be going back again. Actually, Patel basically dismissed them all last time, didn't he? He broke records in the uh, test he played. So, um, you wonder how they'll try and play him this time because they, they didn't play him very well last time. What about you, Neil? Um, if I was going to go for an Indian player, I'd go for Jadeja because he's not as tall as the other two. And um, it was the Delhi test where every Australian player got got out sweeping and just uh, misjudged the bounce and got bowled uh, behind their legs um, in in like one crazy hour session. Jadeja could do that. But I think that Jadeja and Ashwin and possibly Axel as well will split the vote. And Jack Leach, uh, I think, through sheer number of overs, um, will come through to yeah. take uh, take the most wickets. And also, I don't see the young lads having a huge effect. Has anybody ever bowled two thousand overs in a series before? Because he, he, <laughs> he can get up there, can he? <laughs> Sorry, Lucas. So that, that that was probably one of the most stupidest batting displays in in one session of play I've ever seen in my life. Uh, where Australia just kept on sweeping every single ball completely. You see, I don't expect England to do that. I'd, I'd, wait, I don't, I'd, I don't, I'd wait and see first, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ben, ben, Tra- ben Duckett Tra- says he's got 10 different types of sweep. No, <laughs> he does play the sweep very well, though, Ben Duckett, to be fair. He was one of the best um, players of the sweep. So we'll see how it works in India. But, well, apart, uh, from, uh, apart from Bangladesh and India back in 2016, where... Yeah, wasn't, quite, wasn't the same uh, player then. Mahedi and Ashwin did him uh, both times. Just saw I saw Phil's face there about um, when he rolled his eyes um, about England playing badly. He's been scarred before, Phil, haven't we? We've been scarred. I have been scarred. You, men- you mentioned Duckett, but unless he's learned to leave a ball properly, then uh, it, I, openers there are certain basic skills openers need. I think India test technique that that the Indian series test techniques in a really traditional way. And I think you might have to come up with some traditional techniques to, to combat it. But Let's finish then with our series score prediction. And uh, we'll start with Lucas, the neutral. How's this going to end? Personally, I'd love to see England win this series because I want Australia to be the first team to, to, to beat Basel. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think that will happen. I think I actually do see in, uh, England winning a test. I, I do see them winning one test. Um, you know, Australia managed to win a test, managed to draw a test, mainly probably because of the pitch. But I do, I do see England winning the test. I don't think this will be. I think there will be a result in every single game. So I think India will win four-one. But okay. I hope not. I hope they win. I hope England win. Um, Mark, let's go for you next. Your correct score for the uh, the series. Well, I think India will win five-nil. I'm hoping they won't, but um, I do feel as though. England's bowling attack is going to suffer badly against the Indian batters. So unless unless England bat out their skins, I can honestly see one result, and that's five nil. 
The, the English um, representatives on this uh, podcast now have been a cheery bunch, including me, because I'm going to go five nil <laughs> as well, Mark. Because uh, I, I just don't see it. I, uh, if England are going to win a test um, or even draw one, they need a big double hundred from Joe Root and the bowlers to back him up. And um, I'm struggling to see it myself at the moment. I hope, like Mark, I hope I am wrong. Um, Phil, before we get the Indian uh, five nil, <laughs> the, the Glenn McGrath from uh, Neil Varani. Phil, what's yeah. your score prediction for the uh, series? Uh, I think we've got a puncher's chance, but if this test is anything other than an, a, a, a really good England performance, it's going to be a whitewash. But if I was putting money on it now, I, I would go for four one. I think we'll pick a test up with one. We'll have one really decent performance out there. 4-1 from you then, Phil. So the, the three English um, representatives on here, 5-0, 5-0, Neil, um, are you going to give me an England series win? <laughs> I, 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 do need, uh, I do still need to be able to see my mates and come out alive. Um, <laughs> no, no. I you know, I said I wasn't going to go the full pigeon, um, and I'm not. Um, I think that... Uh, I think the root will uh, get at least one good innings, um, which yeah. if it's a spicy uh, wicket, you know, a top class 80, 90 century could change, uh, could yeah. decide the match. So, uh, so 4-1. Four, 4-1 one. Four, one from you then. So uh, there we go. Oh, New uh, England. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't say who to. I didn't specify, but we pose that off now. <laughs> it's been interpreted. What I will, what I, what I will quickly say: If England had any chance for a series, they need to win the first test. Yeah. India are very good front runners uh, in India when they win the first test. Uh, very, it's just almost impossible to to win when you're down one 0 in India. So I think it's a must-win test match for England the first test if there's any chance. Absolutely agree because that will send a shockwave through this whole series. And India, then all the pressure heaps onto India. Now they're a team yeah. well versed in in handling that pressure. But can you can you it, remember who won the first Test match last time England went there, Phil? I can't actually. No, who England did, and then they got batted yeah. in the next three, didn't they? Was that yeah. the Joe Root double hundred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's why. Yeah, that's why I think. That's why I think England will win one Test. I think Joe Root can win them a Test. So yeah, that's why I went for one. There, there's okay. one thing which hasn't been. Been mentioned not to be honest i hadn't really realized it uh fully before um they're not in the big centers for any of the games we got hyderabad got vizag uh we got my family uh hometown of ratchcourt uh ranchi which i think only has a test venue because that's where Donny's from and then dom charlotte at the end while they'll be staying in nice places it's not going to be you know, the Taj or the Oberoi round, round the corner from the Wankedi. It's not going to be, you know, five-star plus opulence. Um, and it's also been arranged. And I, I don't think there's anything sinister. Um, I think it's that the big centres have had, you know, the World Cup games and uh, the women's tests and stuff. There's a lot of travelling. You go from Hyderabad to all the way to the east, then all the way back to the west, and then all the way to the east again for Ranchi, and then all the way north. That's a lot of flying about, um, and it's going to make it very tiring, and they're not going to have the same amenities as if they were staying in Mumbai, Delhi, Calcutta, in terms of going out to decompress, you know, going out for meals or, or whatever. Um, 
So that's going to make things difficult. You know, I think we're going to see some wary people by the time they get to Dharmashala at the end. That's that's why they're flying out to UAE in between the second and third. But it's going to be really um, tough. They'll be able to get out a little bit more than they did last time, which was obviously during lockdowns, wasn't it? But uh, yeah. there'll be a slightly different tour to that, but obviously still not uh, ideal. And there we end um, tonight's uh, preview. Tomorrow it all starts. And uh, England fans hope, well, I mean, we can't actually be disappointed, can we? Because we've gone 5 0, 5 0, 4 1 defeats. So anything that's better than that will be a huge success. Um, I Lucas, can be thank you for. Uh, sorry, say, say again, Neil. I can be disappointed. I'm happy for you to be disappointed. <laughs> that's that, that's not a problem at all. It's funny. It's 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 funny you said tomorrow, James. It's only five hours away for me, so I just got to stay up for five hours. I just got to watch the first <laughs> session of the of the Brisbane Test and um, straight into the uh, Indian series. So I don't have to wait at all. But you're upside down, aren't you? That's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. We will talk it to you all again soon. I'm sure on the Cricket Badger Podcast. We're going to try and come back on regular uh, regular times oh, through that series. James, uh, did we uh, try to say do, goodbye five times now? Did we do Deepak's <laughs> question uh, before? Um, I, I, Deepak's question could take 20 minutes. The okay. recent match in South Africa finished in two days. Why the noise only when the pitch is spinning? Pitch uh, I think, oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> to be Don't fair, get me started on that. To be fair, Sean Pollock and Mark Nicholas were very vocal about the, uh, about the pitch uh, during that test. Um, so I don't think it's completely fair to say that it's only when it's in India. All all that happens is that they say it's more deliberate in in India and uh, human error by the groundsman in uh, in saner com- countries. Right. I am saying goodbye this time. Neil Varani, thank you very much for joining me tonight. Good to see you. I'll see you again soon. Um, Lucas, thank you for dialing in from the early hours of Australia and enjoy. Uh, your two respective test matches and no sleep at all for you over the next few days. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you again soon. Um, Mark Hilton, thank you very much for, uh, um, well, tuning in audio-wise. We haven't seen your beautiful face, but we'll talk to you again soon, Mark. And uh, Phil as well, thank you very much for your time on the Cricket Badger podcast. We'll see you again soon, I am sure. Cricket Badgers around the world, as I say, we're going to try and come back as soon as, as often as we can through this series, time permitting. Hopefully that will be um, as close to the close of play every day um, to get the, uh, the fan badgers' immediate responses to English devastation, probably, um, as we go through. Um, anyway, um, we'll talk to you all again soon. And uh, we will see you next time. Cheers, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply